this has got as much attention as it should. The Washington Post has really been leading the charge in the drilling down on the dr- the op- opioid epidemic yeah. and how it happened and who knew about it and everything like that. Right. And, and if you if you believe they're reporting, the drug manufacturers absolutely knew people were getting addicted, but um, the drug manufacturers either aren't talking or making the point. Look. Uh, the doctors order them. They write the prescriptions. Uh, were we supposed to just intervene and stop sending them to them? Or Call what? the uh, the patient to our corporate headquarters and say, how bad is your elbow hurt? No, that's not our job. Which is a decent point. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how well yeah. I'd sleep at night. Unless knowing... you're shipping five million pills to a town of 4,000 people in the middle of West Virginia. But even then, what, what are you supposed to? So how many am I supposed to ship? This is how many the doctors ordered from my company. I, I'm not saying well, I would, there are laws. I'm not saying I would sleep well at night, knowing that it's probably being abused. Well, and you people got a belly full of oxycontin, you'd probably sleep fine. But they are making the point that the DEA had all this information, mm. and they are charged with trying to figure out if something bad's going on, and they they, they apparently didn't do anything mm. all these years. But they've got internal emails now from uh, some of these drug companies to, like, the pharmacies and back and forth to different places. Um, blah, 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 blah. It's this guy, Victor Borelli, national account manager from one of your companies that makes gazillions of these drugs. Hey, here's my message to you. If you're low, order more. If you're okay, order more. Get it? Now destroy this email, if that's possible. Is that even possible? Oh, well. <laughs> Funny. So if you got plenty, order more. <laughs> it was was his uh, was his message to the people for whatever reason. Uh, keep them coming. Um, uh, one person that was getting the shipments from the big drug companies, then dispensing them in the uh, in the counties, where flying out there. It's like people are addicted to these things or something. Oh wait, people are. And then there's a response: Yeah, well, just like Doritos, keep eating, we'll make more. Funny, clever. They realized people were addicted. They were just going to make as many as they could. And they were telling the distributors, if you if you if you're low, order more. If you've got plenty, order more. <laughs> what an odd business model. You know, if you stick a knife in somebody's belly walking down the street, all of society will rise up and condemn you and put you in jail or or, or stick a needle in your arm if you're lucky enough to live in Texas or Alabama. Um, <clears throat> but if you're responsible for the deaths of fifty thousand people, who knows what'll happen? They'll probably pay some sort of corporate fine that's a tiny uh, portion of their profits. How responsible are they? They're not as responsible as walking down the street and stabbing somebody in the belly, are you? Are you? Or are you? Or, third possibility, are you? (laughs) Well, that's what they're going to get to the the bottom of. Liability is an interesting thing. If I were a drug company executive and I were fully aware of how addictive my product was, and I was fully aware that we were shipping a number of pills to the uh, uh, Coon Holler, West Virginia pharmacy that could not possibly be substantiated by legitimate medical need. And I did nothing about that, and they happen to have 500 deaths in that county. To what extent am I responsible for those deaths? What do you think you should have done in this scenario? Uh, um, There are laws that say you have to red flag uh, shipments like that or trends like that. And they violated those laws. I mean, there are specific laws. I'm, I'm not an expert in them by any means, but well, they're supposed if anybody to report violated, them to the FDA. Obviously, if anybody violated existing laws, well, then they're in trouble. There's, there's no getting around that. 
but from but but outside of that, just a something hinky's going on here, and I'm going to drill down on it, even though I'm making a profit. I I don't know if that's a reasonable expectation. No, I wouldn't expect that. And then again, as the Washington Post points out, the DEA had all of this information, as we found out last week in the first batch of uh, of records that were released. Again, you have to sue the government to get the information you paid to compile. Right. That's the way it works now. But some watchdog group sued the government and got all this inf- information. The DEA knew where literally every single pill was going. Oh, that's going, right. Yeah. Where it came from and where it yeah. went. And they've known it the whole time. But they didn't do anything, I guess, because, or they didn't do much, I guess because there's so much lobbying money getting thrown around. I don't know how that worked. That's probably a lot of it. There isn't great energy, not a lot of will to investigate it. So here's maybe a Your better Mexican question. cartels chucking fentanyl across the border. There's nobody in favor of that, so we go after it. So here's a better question, if you want justice on some level. These drug companies already have paid out gazillions of dollars, most of it secretly, in fines. They're going to pay out a lot more in the coming future. The government agency in charge of keeping track of this knew everything about it. Nobody will lose their job at all. Oh, no. Nobody, not one human being will lose their job, let alone go to jail. In the DEA, you mean? Yeah, they won't even lose their job. Right. Let alone pay some sort of penalty for killing They won't even have anybody yell at them. Right. (laughs) Possible. (laughs) Come on, Jim. 50,000 people died. Man, that's your department. We got to do better, folks. That (laughs) won't even happen. We got to do better, folks. Yeah. Um, it's possible that if you got a hold of some snarky emails and a name attached to it, a single villain that you could put this on, that person might get reassigned to a different government job. Oh no. That might that's the highest penalty I can imagine because it'd be like the uh the housing meltdown. You know, just eh, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, on that topic, listen, uh, it, it was funny, we had this conversation off the air during the commercials and um That'd be something, though. You're watching those evening news stories where they're stacking bodies up around the country, people dying from this stuff, and you're sending out emails, ah, well, they're like Doritos. Yeah, we'll keep making them. <laughs> Oof, that's callous. So we were talking the other day about how the uh, the fatal overdose rate has really dropped from the opioid e- epidemic in the last... First time since the 90s. Yeah, first the last year, I guess. Um some government official claiming it was uh, their department educating the public. I speculated maybe all the hardcore dopers are dead already. But uh, Al Anonymous, the cop, writes, guys, there's one reason. Narcan. It's a miracle drug that brings these people back to life. It's the craziest thing and very hard to describe. Just within the last month, I've come upon a person who is, for all intents and purposes, dead. Hardly breathing, completely unresponsive, just laying in the middle of the street. Treated with a dose of Narcan nasal spray within minutes, he was completely fine. Not just starting to wake up, but completely fine. <laughs> I'm not completely fine. That person's better than me. We right. got we got a whole bunch of those texts last week when we talked about this. By right. the way, I forgot to get to it yeah. after we did the story that it's the first time opioid deaths have gone down since 1990, I think. Mm. Um yeah, it's, everybody said Narcan, 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 Narcan. Right. Text after text after text. It's the craziest thing to see work. People can go from the brink of death to be sent on their way within five minutes. Wow, from all intents and purposes dead to fine. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm completely fine now. Yep. Who wants to go get lunch? <laughs> I'm afraid the Dodgers have peaked too early, officer. What do you think? Can they uh, hang on all the way through October? You were dead five minutes ago. Well, I'm alive now. 
Let's not dwell on the past. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, every officer in my department carries two doses on their person at all time. Um, I always thought it'd be great if there was something like that to make you sober. You're hammered drunk. I've really taken it too far tonight. So, Dose of this, and then all of a sudden you're completely fine. Right. right. Ah, I'm so, not doing that again. I must get hold of my drinking. Now, dear, <laughs> let's drive home safely. Um, so a couple of things. Also, that uh, law enforcement officer uh, informs us that there ain't no smash and grabs in their part of the world because they arrest, they prosecute, they jail. One more uh, bit of testimony to that end. And finally, this note, it's a, kind of a Freakonomics thing, um, and it reminds me very much of the Narcan thing. It's one of the most interesting things I've learned about crime and punishment in the last decade, and long-time hardcore listeners have heard us talk about this before. But the decline in the murder rate through the uh, the 2000s has been mostly because of the improvement in trauma surgery. People are trying to kill each each other every bit as much and as enthusiastically as they ever had. We got gang bangers and numbskulls and lunatics of various sorts trying to kill each other better than ever. All of our military doctors and trauma surgeons have made such leaps forward in dealing with trauma on the battlefield and are teaching those techniques in the hospital. It looks like there's been a decline in... Well, there has been a decline in murder, but there's been no decline in attempted murder. And no politicians are going to tell you that. What, but what's that Narcan costing me, the taxpayer? Do they charge? It's pretty expensive. Yeah, I, I remember... Remember Somebody Google, what's, how much is Narcan per dose, please? Well, when they first started using it, I remember there was a county in Ohio... I'm decided, sorry, don't Google it. Bing it. Google is evil. There's a county in Ohio that decided, well, look, we'll do this for you twice. Yeah. But the third time, we're just going to let you die. Right. Because it's too expensive. Right. Um, I don't know where that is now. And yeah. does, do, do, do they pay for it? Like, does their insurance, if they have it, get hit for it? Or do, am I paying for it? I hate to pay thousands of dollars. To Who are you in this scenario? Taxpayer. Okay. I'm hating to pay thousands of dollars over and over and over again. Right. I remember that. To Was bring it you back minutes just to keep almost killing yourself. Must have been 60 Stop minutes. Stop almost killing yourself. Right. I mean, at the, you know, the seventh time you spend whatever a dose costs, which apparently is unobtainable information, uh, at the, you know, at the point that it's seven times, is oh, there a limit? To, can a taxpayer be asked to pay for $175,000 worth of Narcan for Johnny Pillhead. I remember what the story was now. So this this county had limited the number of times they'd bring you back to life. To right. Twice. Yes. But so people on the street knew this. For it's one, two, <laughs> and only two strikes you're out. Well, no, I guess three strikes you're out. The, you get two freebies. The druggies who were living on the edge of death realized they only got two, so they... They and their friends were really slow to call 911 because you didn't want to waste your time. Oh, Am I right. really close to death or am I going to bounce back on my own? I don't want to waste my, my, my one shot. Still got a pulse, Jimmy. Uh, hang on another minute. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, not good. It's like a heck of a lifestyle. Not good. Uh, costs about 130 140 bucks per kit that includes two doses. All right, that's not crazy. The generic cost between twenty and forty dollars per dose probably cost me the taxpayer more to bury him. So you know what I got to? You know what I got to do to bury him? Oh boy! In the investigation, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a, it's a what do you call it? A, you know, the the coroner gets involved. It's a you know a funky death investigation. It costs something. <laughs> funky. Death. Here's here's my new plan. I'm not sure I can do this anymore. I'm look, looking for a new chapter in my life, and here it is. I'm going to get me like a buckskin suit. 
cowboy hat and a mask and a horse. And I'm going to be the Narcan Ranger. And I'm just going to trot around town in my horse, on my horse, with a bunch of Narcan in my saddlebags. Not in your horse like a Trojan. <laughs> no, <laughs> on my horse like a guy riding one. And I'm going to be the Narcan Ranger. Hi-ho, Silver. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're on modern lives. On the Lone Ranger, you exactly. just go around and give them a shot of Narcan when they've, they're almost dead. Yeah, except I'll just go around uh, looking for people with, you know, snot running out of their nose and not breathing on the street mm-hmm. corner. And then the most amazing thing is you're fine. I know it. Oh, oh thanks, masked man. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that masked man? That was the Narcan Ranger. Armstrong and Getty. Oh, that's right, because Joe's going to be the Lone Ranger. The Narcan Ranger. Wondering why are we listening to the William Tell Overture? Exactly, sure. I'm an 1812 uh, man myself, but I do enjoy a good overture. They think they got a million people in the streets in Puerto Rico right now protesting the government and uh, corruption, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Speaking of delightful tropical locations, uh, they're thinking that uh, the knockoff alcohol thing, that they're pretty sure is killing all those people in the Dominican Republic... Well, now they're realizing at least 19 people have died of something similar in the past few weeks uh, in Costa Rica. The government says several alcohol brands have been tainted with methanol, which is uh, it's similar to alcohol, but it's found in solvents and antifreeze, and it's not similar ah. enough. You don't want that. Uh, let's see, 14 men and 5 women across Costa Rica have died from methanol poison, according to the Ministry of Health, 32 to 72 years old. Um, it's short-sighted, though. If you, I, I realize your booze is cheaper by you put that stuff in there, but I can't drink anything after I'm dead. That's a good so you're point. not going to sell me another drink once I'm dead. It is not a good business model. Now, I'm looking at some of the brands that were alleged to be tainted, and they are not top shelf. In fact, they're not... Oh, boy. I've never seen them in my life. Those but, look like, like generic water bottles, <laughs> but with alcohol in them. Right, yeah, those are definitely your uh, your alternate. Yeah, that was made in a bathtub. Yeah, exactly. But I'm telling you, you go into the third world to uh, lay in the sun and, and and do whatever. Make sure you're you're getting brand name booze from from reputable stores. Or bring your own, or bring your own if you can. Stop at the airport, the old duty free. Stock up. Trust me. Save you trouble later on. So, uh, you following the whole uh, Ilhan Omar no, AOC jihad squad I am thing? Not. Actually, when some state uh, Republican committee put out that jihad squad meme, what is it with people? They don't understand where the line is. They don't. A radio show can say it. You can't say that if you're the state committee, you dumb dumbs. Anyway, so this is a great example of how the modern world works. I know you're not big on the story, but. Old Ilhan Omar, she's from uh, Somalia, actual, actual immigrant. And I've been following the story for a while because it's almost undeniable. She entered into a sham marriage to get immigration status, committed federal and state tax fraud, and then lied about it. And she probably perjured herself, too. It's a weird deal where she was married with one guy but never moved in with them and then got married to another guy while she was still 
legally married to the first guy, and it's not clear any of them ever lived as man and wife, and it looks like immigration fraud. It's tough. Uh, I was talking to a guy the other day who just married a woman from another country, and he's trying to do it uh, above board by the book legally, and they make it almost impossible. We we make it almost impossible to do right. it the right way. So Yeah, following the rules and, and following the law, it, we, we punish you like you're yeah. a, a murderer. And it's right. super slow. And, and expensive. expensive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, that stuff is pretty well documented and almost certainly true. But then you're more out there. Right-wing media got a hold of it and claims she married her brother. And then the president tweeted about it, which then gives the mainstream media... All the excuse they need to poo-poo the story and label it as ridiculous. And, you know, there's plenty of, um, uh, well, the media is terrified of a story that might touch on immigration and religion and marriage and immigrants and a black lady and the rest of it. And so when y'all go overboard, you grant them a pass. It's crazy. We've got a congresswoman who committed immigration fraud? That's nuts. One word, Marshall, on what you got coming up in your news. One word. Iran. Iran! Oh, look out! Watch out! Armstrong and Getty. So this is not surprising. Um, if you're into concerts and whatnot, you've always wondered... How does StubHub or whoever always have all the front row tickets? I mean, they went on sale at midnight. I had my uh, ready. I dialed immediately, and all the best tickets were already gone. Well, Live Nation has fessed up to the shady practice of putting tickets directly on resale sites like StubHub before the public even has a chance to buy them at face value. We've all known that this was the way it worked for a very long time. It happened somehow. It was going on somehow. That's right. Anyway, let's get the news now, Marshall Phillips. Well, Britain is saying it is joining with its European allies to form a maritime protection mission in the Strait of Hormuz following Iran's seizure of a U.K.-flagged oil tanker in that very busy waterway. The Foreign Secretary, Jeremy Hunt, calling the seizure of the ship and its 23 crew members an act of state piracy. He gave no details of the new mission, but said Britain would take appropriate action to support the safe passage of vessels through the strait. He went on to stress that the British moves were not part of the United States policy of maximum pressure on Iran. They are meant to protect their shipping. So it looks like uh, you've got uh, France, Germany, and uh, England getting together to put together some kind of new protection mission, whether it's going to be by air or actual ships accompanying other ships. It'd be nice to see somebody doing it besides us. Yep, yep, yep. So they're moving ahead with that. Meanwhile, at least a million Puerto Ricans are flocking to San Juan to force the governor, Ricardo Rosseo, to resign from office after a leaked obscenity-filled online group of conversations and corruption charges against his administration, said he wouldn't quit. He said he's not going to quit, but he won't seek re-election next year, and he would resign as the head of his political party. One of the women amongst that those million folks. I think it's important for the, for the people of Puerto Rico to stand up and protest against corruption, and that has been ongoing for years, and I think it's about, it's about time that we have like a new government. We were looking at some of the protests. It looks like a party. Yep. It looks like a giant, beautiful day, party, booze, music. 
flags dancing. I'm in. I'm angry, too. Yep. Let's do it. Yep. So anyway, they're continuing to put the pressure on. Well, it looks like Americans aren't as worried these days about giving up smoking as they used to be. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control says between 2001 and 2000, uh, 2013, the rate of quit attempts kept going up steadily among U.S. smokers. But now those rates have gotten stagnant for the last few years. They're well, everybody that wanted to quit has quit, and uh, all the people that just, uh, I'm okay with this. I, How I dare am, things not trend infinitely in one direction? I realize right? the bargain I've struck with right. the whole smoking thing, and I'm taking my chance. Right, but the concern is now vaping has taken over smoking mm. amongst younger uh, people. Man, that I, concern. man, I see vaping a lot of places, yep. of, of all different kinds of people. It's just it's everywhere. Well, what they're finding is that because when you vape, you get so much more nicotine than when you would smoke cigarettes, that you will ultimately get get hooked on nicotine, and they found a lot of people who started out vaping are now switching over to tobacco products. I wonder, I don't know anything about vaping, but I'll, I'll bet it's not as easy to keep track of as the whole, I was up to two packs a day, and I realized I had to quit. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if it's like, you know, if you don't measure out your wine, you, you don't really keep track of how much you're drinking it straight out of the bottle. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? <laughs> yeah, I bought six bottles the other day, and they're all gone. What you happened? have no idea how much you're actually vaping. Right. Hey, my friends, never underestimate what breast milk can do. Researchers from the Czech Republic found that the milk sugar alpha-1H, which is essential to a baby's development, can destroy tumors without harming healthy tissue. Wow. They specifically found those that had bladder cancer saw those tumors start to break up. And another study showed patients start to uh, pass malignant tissue within two hours of treatment. So they are continuing to examine what uh, the benefits are of the uh, sugar alpha 1H. Wow, what country was this? This is Czech Republic. Mm, going at it. It's a semi-wacky country. <laughs> sort of I place mean, that would do head transplants and that yeah, sort of thing. Semi. What I mean, it's not, uh, yeah. you know, it's not North Korea. Right. But it's not Britain. Claim they've well, cloned an ape, that right. sort of thing. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Jack, whatever happened to the head transplant? I heard uh, there was a he, update. Uh, the, the guy was going to donate his head. Yeah. Love ruins everything, Marshall. He met, oh, a, no. he met a hottie, and oh. uh, now they're a thing, and he, he likes his life, so he didn't want to take the chance. So much for large steps for mankind, I guess. I right. guess. Right. So the head transplant is off. Oh, Selfish man. person. All right, we've got a Methgator update for you who are concerned. Contrary to what some Tennesseans and others believe, there is no such thing as a Methgator. The Loretto, Tennessee Police Department created the character of the critter as a humorous illustration of the dangers of flushing your drugs and other substances down the toilet. Well, word of the gators spread worldwide, and now the department has decided to try and cash in on the notoriety to help a good cause. So they're planning to launch a website and sell meth gator merchandise with the proceeds going I like the sound to, of that. I'd, I'd buy a meth gator t-shirt. <laughs> Heck yeah. With the proceeds going to a charity that deals directly with children affected by drug abuse. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Although their, their, their original post was... Based on, you know, they went in for a big bust and the guys flushed a bunch of meth down the toilet. Right. And they're like, hey, it's going to get into the water supply and the rest of it and right. into the rivers. And before you know it, we'll have uh, meth-crazed gators. So, folks, don't flush your drugs down the toilet. Well, I'm thinking your average tweaker slash meth dealer, when the cops are pounding on the door, Quick, flush it, man! Flush it! No way am I going to flush it, man. Because this could make its way into the right. water supply. <laughs> right. And then we'd have meth gators. That is just not going to happen. 
Well, anyway, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. It's actually one of three uh, gator slash crocodile stories in the news right now. Apparently, American crocodiles, once headed toward extinction, are thriving in the canals surrounding a South Florida nuclear plant. Whoa. I think I read a comic book about that once. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, never mind meth gators. How about, you know, super giant uh, 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 nuke crocs? Nucadiles. Nucadiles. If you will. Hey, let's get the nucadile over here. Uh, let's see. So why are they ooching around by the... Because uh, the water's warmer? Uh, sea levels? Because they absorb the power directly into right. their bones. Right. Right. How about this? Temperature determines the crocodile's sex. As they're a breeding, the hotter it is, the more likely males are attached. Hmm. Uh, they say the uh, this year's hatchlings are male-heavy due to last month being the hottest June on uh, record globally. What the hell does that have to do with anything globally? Um, Meth gators and nucadiles. <laughs> Tell you what, what are we breeding? Up next on Fox. <laughs> and then uh, somebody mentioned uh, Chance the Snapper. Is that the, the crocodile yeah, that was Chicago the, Zoo? The Chicago yeah. Zoo that escaped because Chance the Rapper is from Chicago. Uh, yes. so they, yeah, yeah, they, they, and it escaped? It was it was missing, escaped. I don't. I never actually saw a resolution to that. Hopefully, uh, it had a happy ending. I think somebody came up with the clever chance, the snapper, and then created a story around their cool name. Really? Yeah, I don't think there's much think to the story. Happened? I think it was mostly just... <laughs> then it escaped into the night. Oh, no, it turns out a Chance yeah. the Snapper has found a new home in Florida. There you go. He's, uh, he's being uh, moved to a Florida place. Oh, okay. Are you wearing pockies? They're a hot new <laughs> well, thing. said it again. Stop it. <laughs> and... Uh, and actually, the way it fits into something that's described as the exploding... Where's the phrase? Uh, it's, a, it's a clothes thing. Nucadile? It's a clothing thing. <laughs> and we've moved past that story. Yes. Uh, I'll Why? Find, I'll find the phrase. <laughs> I'll find the phrase for you when you're coming up. But this is the hot new clothing thing. Wearing you your invest? underpants out and about? Is this like the new no, more leisure kind of one, phrase sort of thing? One layer home loungewear options. Yes. Yes, more on that coming up in just a moment. It's the hot new thing. You need to be in on it. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I remember when Rock was young. Crocodile rock. Um, the reptilian nightmare. Tomorrow we'll get into, we might just be this basic. If the stock market's going up, you get reelected as president. If it's going down, you don't. It's it's pretty much almost always that. Oh, like we might general be that basic. Trend or like that day or week? Three or months. What? No, last three months. Stock but, analyst positive, Sean. We'll, oh, we'll last get three months. Details see. tomorrow. This is okay. a tease for oh, tomorrow. Oh, oh, oh I don't need it. I got oh, nothing. I, I got nothing. I have the answer right here. I got, nothing, I got nothing for tomorrow. I need something for tomorrow. <laughs> right. uh, I'm going to tell you about pockies, which I've mentioned throughout the show because it's just such an annoying term. <laughs> it's uh, underwear with pockets because of the explosion in uh, this clothing thing. One layer home loungewear that has turned into out and about wear. Uh, I don't know where you'd have to be. One to be- layer What? One layer uh, home loungewear, but now people are wearing them out and about. Mm, and if you live near a college, college more town, more layers, folks. More people, more layers. 
I like nothing between the good stuff and me in the world. Oh. <laughs> Stop it. Little as possible. Little as possible. Stop it. Now, with these pockies, are we talking Are we talking tighties or are we talking boxer briefs or like well, boxer they're, shorts? They're like boxer shorts with okay. pockets, um, but they're super thin. And if you live in a college town like I do, college kids wear these everywhere. This is just this is what they go to eat in. This is what they go to class in. This is what they wear everywhere. Some high schools have had to ban it because it's become so popular to just wear your underwear all the time. Um, as it says here, you see it in uh, in restaurants, in coffee shops, at the grocery store, at the Walmart. People just walking around in their underwear. Um, they're trying to come up with a way you expect that at a Walmart to deal with the design flaw that some of these shorts have, which could make your privates less than private when you sit down or need to raise your leg up for any reason. Is that a bug or a feature? Maybe, <sighs> perhaps you remember that uh, uh, Friends episode. Right. They had a friend who would regularly <laughs> oh, explain himself. Uh, this way they won't crawl up and you don't have to present your friends and family with your precious parts, said the mater, maker of some. Anyway, pockies oh, are coming that. Pockies. Oh, boy. Okay. I remember. As we get just... More and more casual. I mean, how casual can we get? We're now going to, I mean, we've gone from hats and wool suits and ties and vests. Right. To whatever we wear now. T-shirt and, and shorts. Yeah, yeah, and flip-flops. Flip-flops. And uh, in, in nice now, restaurants. Now, why am I walking around straining under the weight of these heavy, heavy shorts? In nice I'm restaurants. I'm just going to wear my underpants. I know it's that in Vegas. The nicest restaurants you got there. The nicest, most oh, yeah. expensive restaurants. Everybody's just wearing T-shirts, flip-flops, and shorts, which just seems kind of weird. Uh, but now, just pajamas. Just whatever you slept in is good enough to... And pretty soon we're nude, I guess. We're just like cavemen. We're just walking around naked. More apes. Please, cavemen. Cavemen are wearing a three-piece suit compared to the way you, you know, we're going to be. It's a species. Disgusting. Oh, speaking of fashion, <laughs> alert listener Jeff sent this to us. Vogue and Teen Vogue are getting way too much attention lately. They now report on news, but it's like pandering stupid news for their fashion website crowd. But I like this. This is a uh, a tweet put out by Vogue Beauty. I'm going to read it to you. There's a, a gal in kind of a stripy dress and unnaturally large lips looking very fashionable. Um, here's Here's what it says. With this summer marking the 50th anniversary of the Manson family murders and the tragic death of Sharon Tate, the catalyst for the 60s revival is a secret to no one. Tap the link in our bio to see how five it girls have modernized throwback looks. So people are wearing clothes from that era because of the Manson killings? Is that what they're suggesting? Or you're supposed to dress like Sharon Tate because it's the 50th anniversary? Of the... That's one of the worst things I've ever heard. How, how did you say? Did, 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 did two people agree that that was a good idea? Gemini. Magazines in general, things that used to be magazines that are now just websites that few people read should get much less attention than they do. Oh, yeah. Nothing Time says or Newsweek says or Vogue says should really get much attention. No, no, absolutely not. What a week of news. (laughs) What Wired has to say is much more relevant at this point than what Time... Or Axios or all kinds of different things. Right, yeah. 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 But, you know, oldsters clinging to the brand names of the past... Speaking of brand names, what is it with the every week I hear a Toys R Us is coming back story? They're going to have like two stores in the northern part of New Jersey. And I'm supposed to be all excited about that because it's the brand name. I don't quite get it. But things change, man. They change. 
So we made brief reference to this uh, email earlier today. It, it has to do with the the junkie and bomb, ex- the West Coast bomb explosion, and in particular the uh, the Pooh explosion of San Francisco. You and uh, and first initial S. I'll just go with his uh, his initial S. Um, says with the legalization of public defecation in places like San Francisco, a task force is needed to deal with the unpleasant side effects. And um, and he mentions that the poop cleanup crews in San Francisco, who he characterizes as the soldiers of sewage, are paid 120k annually. Hmm. Now the cost of living in the San Francisco Bay Area is very very high. So before you know, Indianans, Kentuckians, and and East Texans, for instance, flocked to San Francisco to become a human poo collector. Uh, check your favorite cost of living website. But hey, anyway, hey, hey, you're in the biz. Tell me, does it really roll downhill? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it comes, of course, with a health package. You got paid holidays, vacations, whatever else, San Francisco. So it's going to be quite liberal in its uh, benefits. And so S figures at this rate of pay, the average um, piece of poo has to be, and he uses an unfortunate term <laughs> that I will not repeat. And it's got to be worth about $7. And he does the math. If they work steadily and they're this much excrement and blah, blah, blah. So he figures it's $7 per piece of poo. Wow. And then he goes on to say, imagine this economic model. If you can convert a $2 street hot dog into a $7 piece of poo, then he points out that, in effect, you're giving an incentive to these soldiers of sewage to overeat produce it themselves to perpetuate their industry. Mm. It's like when the, the Indian government gave a uh, price problem. for cobra, right. Yeah. Right. people started right. breeding cobras. And S has is, is, is pointed out that, particularly if they open it up to freelancers, the, <laughs> the incentives would probably result in a perverse outcome indeed. Couldn't get a heck of a lot worse, though. I mean, your profit margin is enormous. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Kind of a perpetual motion machine. Exactly. Just stand there at the hot dog stand collecting money. (laughs) Sir, you got to move. (laughs) Uh, Give give me about an hour. (laughs) Final thoughts. Yeah! Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody to put a wrap on the hour. Wouldn't that be delightful? Michelangelo there in the control room. Final thought? Yeah, that Oregon law that um, allows kids to skip school for mental health reasons. You know, it used to be fun to skip school. Part of the fun was outsmarting the adults, and now that's, you know, going away. Yeah, no kidding. Positive, Sean, your final thought? Yeah, adults, they're so stupid. <laughs> I used to outsmart them all the time. Uh, Comic-Con's still going on. Bunches of new trailers. Look for a new trailer time with Positive Sean. Every day this week, posted later oh. today, will be Maverick, the Top Gun sequel. With me, you can watch me watch it and <laughs> others, including the Mr. Rogers biopic starring Tom Hanks that the trailer dropped today. As well. Nice. That's armstrongandgetty.com. Marshall Phillips, final thought? Well, I'll tell you what. Now that I've had another couple of lucky hits, I am once again taking another two-month vacay from any sort of sport investment. So, gentlemen, you're going to have to bring home your own bacon for Thank a few months. Thank you for buying us breakfast yes. with your gambling winnings yeah, thank today. You, Marshall. Yes, indeed. Above and beyond. Uh, Mike, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Jack, the final thought, please? Robert Mueller's testifying on Wednesday, if there's some dust-up between Trump and the squad on Wednesday, and we have combined coverage of the Mueller-Russia investigation and the squad and Trump, (laughs) I may drop dead. (laughs) My final thought is I have family in town. It's great visiting, catching up with everybody. We're having a big time. Uh, But listen, 
Every meal does not have to be a feast. There need not be a breakfast and then a lunch and then a dinner with the fixings and the sides and the dessert and the drinking and the rest. It's just, I'm going to be 800 pounds. Yeah. Got to stop. That can happen with family get together. Oh, man. You barely clean up one giant meal before you've started preparing for the next giant. Somebody puts out a, a jar of nuts and some potato chips or something. Anybody? Uh, how about a little appetizer? What? <laughs> we can stop eating. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people will thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. A lot of good clicks. Email us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> That's good. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just... Change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, you're, we're dismissed. Is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Oh, oh thanks, thanks, man. man. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.